my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people. In an unscripted, unvarnished way, is getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine, and I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so. Exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. iHeartRadio presents Podversations, a weekly discussion with the biggest names and influencers in podcasting. Want to learn the secret psych-up rituals Scrub star Zach Braff and Donald Faison use before every fake doctor's real friends taping? How Vice News parachutes into war zones to rescue journalists from life-threatening situations? Or why Keegan-Michael Key and Blumhouse believe 3D audio is the future of storytelling? Whether you're a newbie trying to break into the podcast game or an exec trying to refine your playbook, Podversations is the easiest way to keep your pulse on the industry.
Hello, and welcome back to the iHeart Podcast Speaker Series. I'm Will Pearson, president of iHeart Podcast. As you know, we like to get together each week. It's one of the conversations I look forward to most, where we get to talk to some of our favorite creators, podcasters, producers, people in the industry, to hear a little bit about what's on their mind, what show we might be talking about that week. And today is going to be a really fun one. I actually was reading the description. I've listened to several episodes of this podcast, but I love show descriptions. This one takes you back to the moment. There's a a huge nostalgia play here. I'm just going to read a little bit of it. It tells you to grab your Motorola brick phone. Everybody remembers having one of those. Leave a code on your best friend's beeper so you can figure out which Spice Girl you both are. I'll reveal mine at the end of this interview. Each episode will rival the feeling of taking out the cartridge from your Game Boy, blowing on it, and popping it back in. I did that many, many times. Best of all, it's available anywhere you get podcasts. You don't have to worry about showing up at a Blockbuster to find out you missed the last one. More fun than Frosted Tips and Fun Dip. It's so cheesy and wonderful. I love that show description. The show is called Hey Dude, the 90s called David Lasher, Christine Taylor. Thank you guys for joining us today. We're so happy to be here. I was laughing listening to you read that back. It's so so terrible and wonderful at the same time, isn't it? Any Frosted Tips in the audience here, by the way, David, did you have the Frosted Tips? I might have in the 90s. (laughs) Not today. Thank you. I can't remember. I mean, you definitely didn't on our show, but I mean, that was the beginning of all of it. The, that was when, yeah. you know, the highlights, the frosted tips. I I um, remember them. I might have actually gone and done it once or twice, but it's good to be here with you, Will. And uh, yeah, that was a great description. Yep. And we've advanced a few years since then. Before we hopped on here, we we're all talking about college touring with our kids. So times have changed a little bit, but let's go back in time. That's the best part of this whole show is the nostalgia piece. Obviously, you both met as teenagers when you were on the show, Hey Dude, on Nickelodeon. To this day, still has this cult-like following. That's one of my favorite parts about some shows like this, where people still gravitate to it. Maybe let's just start with that. Christine, I'll toss to you first. Like, is it surprising to you that there is still such a loyal following for this show and a fan base that just loves to look back on it and talk about it and think about it. Well, what's your take on that? David and I talk about this a lot as we've gotten back together to do this, but I, it is it is beyond surprising for us because we were shooting this show in the middle of Tucson, Arizona, you know, 1989 to 1991. We were in a, a bubble, you know, we didn't, there was no social media that we had no real access to the outside world. Mm-hmm. And when the show started to air, it was this little cable show on Nickelodeon. So you weren't getting any sort of immediate feedback on how the show was doing, how it was received, if people were watching. And, you know, we knew while we were shooting it, it had developed a sort of sweet following as yeah. we sort of went into the world and the show started to air. But all of these years later, it's nothing we ever expected. And we have some real serious fans. There's another podcast called Yay Dude. Which does, a, which does an episode by episode recap. And I, I have yet to listen to that. But just the fact that that is, exists to me just really speaks volumes to our fans and, and how important the show was to them as young kids. Yeah, I love it. And, it, you know, one of the things that we saw, especially over the past few years, living through a difficult time everyone has, is there's been 
a real gravitation toward things that are nostalgic and things that make us think of happier times and things that make us feel good. So obviously this show has carried that momentum since its earlier days, but at the same time, it does feel like there's a moment now where we're craving things like this. We do need something to make us smile and this nostalgia for the 90s is so strong and so fun to think about. But let's go back to that period of time when you're a teenager. David, I'll I'll toss to you. Talk to us a little bit about what this was like, this experience being on the show as you two met, but also just generally being on the show as a teenager. What do you think about when you think back to that time? Oh, I I mean, I have the best memories of that time. It was the second half of my junior year in high school. So we were living in Tucson. I believe I was being tutored, but Christine, did you, you weren't being tutored on set, right? I had to finish senior year there. Yeah, I had to finish last couple months, but I had already, the college stuff had already been done. So it was really kind of phoning it in at that point. But as a technicality, yes, they made me take some tests. and Right, but after those first round of episodes, then I was tutoring, you were not. And I remember you laying at the pool and I'd be in (laughs) in the school room like, oh man. But it was so much fun. We were like a family out there. And like, Christine said, we were in a bubble, really like we were working hard. I don't know. We'd work several days in a row with one day off and then several days in a row. And we just loved the work. I mean, we had amazing writers. Graham Yost, you know, right after Hey Dude went on and he wrote Speed and then became, you know, amazing writer, successful writer. We just uh, interviewed Lisa Malamed on our first episode who went on to do amazing things. So it was a time before social media, before streamers and when kids didn't have Snapchat or anything that was their own. And Nickelodeon really this was their first scripted comedy series and so looking back it's not surprising that the kids that were in that right age range you know 6 7 to 12 13 if you were that age in 1990 this show meant a lot to you yep. it was like yours they claimed it as their own and uh we worked hard but we bonded hard and we had so much fun oh that's awesome i love thinking about it and and you're right i was 12 at the time and it did feel like one of those shows that appealed to a pretty wide age range, though. That was just sort of the sweet spirit and playful nature of the whole thing. And I don't know, I mean, I'm guessing that was intentional. But when you were making the show, like in your minds, who did it feel like the audience was? Was it just like any kids could come to the show? Like, what was your take on that, Christine? I'll I'll toss to you on that one. Well, you know, I think because, as David mentioned, we had such terrific writers who took it so seriously. I mean, you know, it wasn't like we were all sort of slacking off saying, oh, this is just on Nickelodeon. No one's going to see it. I think we really felt like we were making some cool stuff out there. You know, I mean, we took it very seriously. I mean, there's some outtakes that I kind of cringe looking back on myself of how how seriously I took it at 17 years old, like getting really annoyed with a cast member for not remembering his lines. <laughs> or your your wardrobe. Now, yes, and my wardrobe. <laughs> I really can look back. But I think we sort of felt like we were trying to create episodes that worked for teenagers our age. Yeah. Yeah. And then because there was the younger boy on the show, you know, who played the owner's son, it it could appeal to the younger kids. But, you know, our our adult, the Mr. Ernst, Dave Brisbane of the show was sort of like a Shakespearean trained, you know, (laughs) multiple degree, like, like MFAs in acting. And, and, you know, boy, did he take it seriously too, you know, work is work. So I think we sort of were hoping that we would appeal to more than just little kids. And, you know, it turns out we did have a little bit of a a wider audience than we thought. Absolutely. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. 
For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Let's talk about fast forwarding to more recently when you guys decided to do the show. You were co-hosting another one of our hip podcasts, 90210MG. Talk about some good nostalgia there as well. Let's talk about how the idea for the podcast came together. First of all, what was it like co-hosting an episode there and, and then deciding to do this, David? Yeah, Jenny and Tori asked me to come on their 90210MG podcast. We recapped my first episode and it was great. I mean, it was so cool to like go back and, and remember the filming of that episode, I had just moved to LA and 90210 was exploding like nothing I'd ever seen. And to be a part of that, I, I did three episodes, but it was really cool to look back on it. And then Tori was out one day and Jenny and, and their producer, Amy, asked me to co-host with Jenny. And then I'd been working with a company called Group 9 Media and they were getting into the podcast space. So we had this deck and, and I had this idea of looking back on a decade rather than a single show. So when I 
formed a friendship with Amy. We we talked about it and I showed her the deck. She said, I want you to have a female co-host. Give me a list of, uh, of names of people that you'd like to co-host with. And I gave her a list of names of people that I had worked with or I was friends with or were relevant in the 90s. And she immediately targeted Christine and she said, okay, if you get Christine, I think we can sell this show. So, I mean, we've told this story, but for the purpose of this, I started calling her, texting her and emailing her. And I think I scared her to death. Christine, yeah, all, you can pick it up. in five minutes. Yeah. I mean, this was, <laughs> we, we had all come back together as the Hey Dude cast. We had a reunion in Austin, like in 2014 at the TV festival there. And so we all reconnected. We were on multiple group chats. So right after that, we were all in touch a lot, but then, you know, life goes on again. And we, you and I hadn't, it had been a couple of years since we right. had a So I see a text from David just saying, hey, can you call me? Then I see a missed call. Then there's an email. Like he tried every angle within like four minutes on a Thursday night. I'm <laughs> sorry. And it, and it worked. It worked. I, I said, what is happening? Is everything okay? Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> and then he pitched me the idea. What was and, your initial you know, impression? Listen, our friendship, our relationship. I mean, I feel like we know each other so well, mm -hmm. even though there were a lot of, you know, missed decades in there yeah. over the years of not being close, those formative years where we just were all growing up and figuring it out. I have such love in my heart. And as soon as David called and pitched me the idea, and I'm sure we'll talk about this a little more, but just hearing the word podcast, to me, interestingly, and this is sort of a joke in our household is, it, you know, Ben, my husband is a huge podcast listener and for years has been sending me links of things to listen to. And I was like, yeah, I'm just not in my car that often, you know, sort of not quite getting on the technical train of figuring out how to get it all done. But I had started to listen to a few. And when David said podcast, and I, listen, I'm working as an actor still, but I'm also a full-time mom. You know, I'm getting trying to get my kid through the rest of high school, surviving. I hope he can survive it. And just the thought when David pitched it of like, how about we look back, we can sort of take it as a, you know, use our show as a sort of launching pad to this sort of way into the 90s and our experience on the show and everything that happened to us sort of from them forward in that decade. And I just thought nothing sounds more enjoyable to me to just talk to you, David, to see you every week, that it's a podcast, that I don't have to be in wardrobe or hair and makeup or have an early call time, or it doesn't completely <laughs> take out your entire day of work. I just thought nothing sounds better to me than doing that. So, and, and you know, I'm, I'm sort of comically a person that says no to a lot of things. I was like, why not? Let's do this. Let's we're, talk about uh, it. We're certainly glad you did. And it's interesting how common a refrain that is among those, especially coming out of your field, your industry, where you're so used to having to think so much about the wardrobe, so much about hair and makeup, about getting ready to be on set and just being able to literally roll out of bed and say, I'm going to go to sit down and record. I mean, the funniest version of this, the podcast that we do, the rewatch of Scrubs with Zach and Donald, where Donald just unapologetically is in his closet with all his clothes around him. And sometimes we're on video for clips and he's like, no, I want this all in here. But there was something so <laughs> real. And sometimes we overuse the word intimate in podcasting, but it's true. Like there is something so real about it that especially during COVID or during the early part of the pandemic, when you had a situation where that's where we all were, it just felt like, no, this is actually real access to the people. I mean, David, maybe I'll toss to you on that. What is it about podcasting for you that is so appealing as the way to tell these stories that you guys are telling? Well, I have been a huge podcast listener for several years. 
And I love that you can have an hour long interview and have conversations that go much deeper than, you know, a late night talk show. You know, what what audiences are used to is a planned interview with a pre-screened bunch of questions, a couple of planned jokes, right? But what I love about the podcast that I listen to is that I learn things about the guests and I become attached to the hosts and their personalities in a much deeper way. So to to look back at, at the 90s, you know, Christine and I have found that like six degrees of separation to almost everyone we've interviewed. I mean, we have a list of guests that could go on for years. I mean, I love how you can you can go much deeper than what audiences are traditionally used to. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Hi there. I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. Get ready for Smart Money Happy Hour. Pull up a chair. It's the happy hour you wish your friends were having. Mix two money experts with some hot takes and a splash of nostalgia. And you get me, George Camel. And me, Rachel Cruz, talking unfiltered about what's going on in the world, pop culture, and how to afford a life you love. We're talking money, celebrity budgets, and my budget for my two French Bulldogs. It's a lot. <laughs> You'll hear it all on Smart Money Happy Hour. Listen on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you. 
I love that when you mentioned the six degrees, although between the two of you, I'm a huge part of that. Like, I love looking at the list. There's such a nostalgia piece just looking at the list of the shows that the two of you were on. When you look at it, Blossom, Saved by the Bell, Friends, Beverly Hills 90210, Seinfeld, The Wedding Singer, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I mean, it's just like you name the list. It's like the greatest hits <laughs> from the era. Maybe talk a little bit about some of the guests that have been on so far and some thoughts on moments from that. Christine, can I toss to you on that one? Sure. I mean, I, I feel like we've really hit the jackpot with so many of our guests and we've been so fortunate. And Dave, I don't know if there's maybe one or two that we haven't known at all. Maybe Lisa Loeb, I didn't really know, but knew of. But, you know, whether one of us has known the person or worked with them, I mean, our reunions that we started with, with the getting the sort of Brady Bunch cast together, a White Squall reunion, which, by the way, was, I think, our third episode and Jeff Bridges came on and is just tore it up. It was, I mean, watch getting to witness that was pretty stellar, you know, Ben Stiller, Jason Priestley, Elizabeth Berkeley. I mean, we've had incredible guests that have been able to tell us stories of the 90s that interestingly, for as diverse a group as we've had, so many people's experiences have been very similar. I mean, especially for the people who transplanted to LA or had lived in LA for that period of time, as most of us did then, because that's really where all the work was. You know, someone would say a restaurant in the 90s and that keeps coming. You know, Ed DeBevix came up the other day, David, and we're like, oh my gosh, Ed DeBevix. Memories of these places and the restaurants and the bars and the hangouts. So, it's a shared experience. And I, I feel like being able to, as David sort of intimated, is getting a longer period of time with the guest is so wonderful because then you can go on a tangent and really lean into that tangent. And it, it may not have been on any of our notes or a planned question or any of it. And suddenly we're into this incredible sort of story or sort of sidebar, mm -hmm. but that becomes sort of the focal point of the interview. And I don't think you get that anywhere else yeah. in, in interviews. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. You just feel that in those conversations. It's pretty fantastic hearing all of those. Are there any reunions or, or other shows that you've been thinking about more recently? Or like, you know what, we should get this crew together. David, any, any thoughts from you on that? You know, the reunion shows were great. We started, you know, like we got to get all our friends in here. And the Brady Bunch reunion was amazing. I learned so much stuff about the making of those movies and yeah. stories about Christine looking at the contracts and <laughs> finding out what everyone was getting paid and yep. and then uh, the White Squall reunion but like a good example is Scott Wolf after the White Squall reunion emailed me he's like I'm sorry I was late I don't feel like I got to share as much as I wanted mm -hmm. to can I come back as a as my own guest and then we had Scott on for an hour, you know, and he told amazing stories about how Party of Five came to be. I mean, there's about, like Christine was saying, his experience in LA, yeah. he worked as an extra and Party of Five had been pitched as like a frat house with no parents and they didn't know how the parents were gone and all, all these amazing stories. So I prefer having a single guest yeah. for the same reasons that I had just mentioned to you. Just a great deep dive on that. I, I think yeah, exactly. fantastic. And, and speaking of one single guest, Christine, I'm curious, was this the first time that you interviewed Ben or had you interviewed him before for any other reason? It was our first interview. Oh, that's fantastic. And it went very well. I mean, I said it on the podcast as well, but Ben is is definitely our number one fan. <laughs> he really sure. is. I mean, he's the first to sort of repost everything on social media. Oh, that's he's the awesome. first in my life to reach out and say, great pod, great pod. Story. But I said to him beforehand too, I was like, I know David wants to hear like, 
a lot of good stories about the movies and the stuff I already know about. But we really want to ask you about a lot of your failures. too. <laughs> That's part of my new thing. We're interviewing all of these really incredibly successful, talented people. And none of these people were overnight successes. Yeah. You know, so I love to hear the stories about what audition did you bomb? What was the one you wanted to get that you didn't get? You know, right. um, and we got some good dirt out of them. There were some that I hadn't heard before. Oh, that's pretty was- hilarious. <laughs> You'll have to tell him when we were, so this was years ago, my son was probably like three at the time. So not a ton of exposure to celebrity, but had seen Sesame Street. And so it's so funny when you think of celebrities that have been on different shows and different things. And so we see just on a random street corner, Ben is over there. And my son looks over and says, it's the cheese because he had been the cheese in your neighborhood. And I was like, that is Yeah, The whole body of work and the cheese is how my son is is recognizing. Oh, it was, it was so good. So before I let you both go just as we think about the show and what it means for fans i think it's brought such joy to fans to think back on it what do both of you hope listeners will take away from the show after they listen to a good half hour 45 minutes of the show what's your hope for listeners i hope that our listeners have a fun nostalgic hour where they can just kind of you know tune everything out and take a trip back to whatever guests we have the stories that they share the insights there's some inspirational stories as well like Christine said, you know, Ben Stiller wasn't born Ben Stiller, you know, movie star, director. There were times where he was running around New York auditioning. Mm-hmm. I think it's inspiring and I, and I hope people can tune out the world and just enjoy and have a relaxing, nostalgic hour with us. Yeah, that's terrific. How about you, Christine? Yeah, I think just to sort of piggyback on what David said, I hope that we can not to again overuse the word, as you said, well, intimate, but like having this experience where we can, like you said, David, take people back, that little trip down memory lane, you know, almost just slow things down because I think that is the one thing that we've all said, even seeing it through our kids' eyes of how fast everything is moving and like, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? And, you know, to just invite people in to just sort of, let's just sort of take this trip down memory lane and, you know, remember the way things used to be. And as we talked about early on, our kids, I don't know about your kids, but my daughter has been listening and there have been some guests that she she didn't really, she didn't know Elisa Donovan because she hasn't seen Clueless. Now she's going to be 21 this weekend. And she was blown away. She's like, Elisa <laughs> Donovan is my new person. <laughs> yeah. I got to watch Clueless. I'm getting her book. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I I believe we have a whole new generation to, you know, to to find in our show as well. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And it does exactly what both of you just described. And that's one of the things we try to do in podcasting is give people a bit of an escape and with the right kind of show to give them a reason to smile. And I really doubt that anyone listens to this show and doesn't walk away feeling better than when they did when they started listening to it. So for that, I know you're both busy people, but I, I really appreciate what you do in bringing this podcast to the world. I know a ton of our own staff loves listening to every single episode and the fans do as well. So just wanted to say thanks for spending some time with us. And I hope all of our listeners and viewers here today will check it out. Hey Dude, the 90s called. It is so much fun. You won't regret it. But Christine, David, thanks for spending some time with us. Thank you, Will. This was Thanks, great. Will. Yeah, we couldn't have a better partner awesome. than you yes. guys. Well, thanks, thanks for, for tuning in today. Day, and we'll see you guys again next week. Take care. Podversations is a production of iHeartRadio. 
You can find more from the biggest names in podcasting on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people. In an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine and I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, Exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council.